What's going on, fam? This is K.R. Jones of the Off The Strength Podcast, and I am here to tell you to like, listen, subscribe, and if you're feeling freaky, visit offthestrength.com. That's where you can go and get more information on us. That's where we can link, we can build, we can connect, and let's make this thing work. My influences, you know what I'm saying, are consistently growing, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, something like Rage and Release is a lot of that. Rage is something that we all feel. You know, rage is something that a lot of us can't deny. So then release is something, you know, a lot of us don't really have the opportunity to, to get to. You know, when I had the opportunity to start modeling, you know, I started when I was 17, 18. So then that really took me out the hood now. I was going to all these Travis Scott concerts and very much so into the, the again, the punk rock, you know, scene and things like that. That's why, you know, a lot of my style is is incorporated with that. I didn't went back in myself, felt like hell, fuck, I risked it, bitch, yourself. I didn't know you drilling off a cynic. How I got my choice and pin this back and out in the street. What is my letter be? Rages out, gotta eat. First time I seen this brother, he was running down the block with a J in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yo, who's this dude? Yo, who's doing that? <laughs> What's good, everybody? What's good? Welcome back to yet another episode of Off the Strength, where we're giving you the inside look into all things wellness culture. I'm a trainer called Tony, and of course, with me, I got a gentleman of extraordinary league. K.R. Jones is in the building. That's right, folks. We are back. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all type from near and far, you are now in store for a treat because, Brother Jones. What's the word? We got a special guest in the building with us today over here. Man, special man. is an understatement, man. This brother is is truly a gift to, you know, to be here. To it's have a black unicorn that we got with us right here, bro. You know this. You I've know seen this. Bro- Yo, let me tell you. The first time I seen this brother, he was, I actually saw him illustrated on a little pamphlet they was handing out. Shout out to the brothers over at Overthrow. Okay. But I seen somebody sketch this man out and I was looking at this magazine. It was a dude with a J in his mouth and he was boxing and I turned and looked outside. He was actually had a J in his mouth and he was boxing. I was like, yo, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> How'd he do that? You know, it's funny you <laughs> say that. Because the first time I seen this brother, he was running down the block with a J in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, who's this dude? Yo, who's doing that? Because <laughs> out here, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's getting after it, man. And then after that, you know, we had the chance to connect with the good folks over at Bodega, man. And we came across his brother again. I saw him across the street. I was like, hey, man, that look like that same cat that we seen doing the boxing and the running with Jay in his mouth. I was like, wait a minute. He know the fam too on top of that? I was like, yo, Al, how you know Tower? He's like, nah, man, you know, this is a good brother. I've seen him doing all this stuff with the Rage and Release Run Club. I've seen him doing all his entrepreneurial stuff. He's an artist. He's an activist. He's moving all over the place, man. We got in here with us today, Brother Jones. The good brother Ty Richards one time. Let's make some noise, son. Thank you, thank you. What's going on, man? Man, I mean, we gotta, I gotta get my, my production together, bro. That was impressive. 
Yo, we was happy to see you, bro. Nah, I'm I'm grateful for that introduction, man. I feel amazing. I, I don't even. I'm I'm elated. <laughs> <laughs> My guy, <laughs> seeing this dude all around, man, and, and just like when I told you when I first saw you, he was like, "Yo, fam, we've been crossing paths and trying to figure out different ways to work together all the time." But anytime I see the same person around the people that we know and love and see them building, it's like, "Oh, okay, we're already a part of the same cloth. We just got to discover each other, man." And that's part of the reason why we're happy to have you here today and tell everybody else about some of the good shit you got going on over here man you Thank know you, break man. this out you are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to outer space please stand by who put this shit together i'm the glue someone said shorty face tommy out the blue someone said someone said someone Clean, nice baby. glasses, bro. Oh, I appreciate you, what? man. You know, it's turquoise around the rim? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me. You know, it's just him with a little, little turquoise. <laughs> a little razzle-dazzle on a Friday, you know. <laughs> nah. He was feeling good when he got up. Yeah. You know? I like that. Nah, man. I, just, I gotta get my podcast shit down. down packed. That was... That was that was fluid. We were smooth, man. We try to do this. Yeah, hey, we were doing it for a minute, dog. A lot of episodes. I try to explain that shit to somebody the other day. I mean, you got uh, over two hundred. That's beautiful. Consistent, yeah, man. Consistency, man. And obviously, it shows because you guys are cohesive. This show is really to feel. Are we still going on the audio? We can just keep moving, man. The show really is supposed to feel just kind of like how we kicked it any other time that we kicked it, bro. Absolutely. Like we just, the first time we like met. Like the first time we met up, it was like, yo, fam, I know I've seen you like a thousand fucking times, <laughs> right. but we just never had a chance, an opportunity to connect on that. This show is really to give people that same conversation, Absolutely. you know, just give them that vibe. It's like we already automatically, I understand a lot just from outside looking in right. that most people wouldn't because we come from a similar background, Absolutely. right? So. The People's Republic of Brooklyn. I already understand how you was moving around inside there. I understand that to get to the level that you are inside of the fitness world, there's a lot of work that had to go into. Oh, hell yeah. A lot of people don't necessarily understand that, right? And they can see the results, but they don't know about the process. Right, right, right. And we like to celebrate the whole journey, but then also talk about all the fly stuff that you are outside of that thing that you do. Right? I appreciate that. That's the whole takeaway, Todd. I was just saying right before, it's crazy. Like when you're doing something in New York, how, how much smaller the world is. Yeah. Especially when you're consistent. You know what I'm saying? It seems like over the past 10 years, the circles in New York for me have gotten smaller and smaller. And it just seems like, it seems like I don't know who I'm going to run into next. Yeah. You know I'm saying in the sense of, you know, people who are also out there being consistent, you know what I'm saying? Especially with Instagram making everything that much smaller as well too. But um, it's been a blessing to be a kid from Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? Best-Stuy, Crown Heights, a little bit of everywhere because my mom's, you know, single parent move around a lot. So my influence comes comes from a little bit of everywhere, you know what I'm saying? In Brooklyn, that is. But then I had the opportunity to, you know, go to Canada, you know what I'm saying, live upstate. And then my family's also Guyanese, so I'm going back to Guyana as well, too. And then, you know, when I had the opportunity to start modeling, you know, I started when I was 17, 18. So then that really took me out the hood now, you know what I'm saying? So my real first flight on my own was because of modeling. I got the chance to go out to Portland and LA and stuff like that. So my influences are consistently growing. You know, something like Rage and Release is a lot of that. And also have an opportunity to be exposed to however many different types of communities and people because one thing I had to realize was no matter where I was in America, 
there was segregation. There was, you know, some type of poverty, people not eating good, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the cost of living going through the roof, you know what I'm saying? So these are the things that have always been on my mind as I'm moving around through the country and through the world. It's just like, forget about all the glitz and glamour when you, when you think about going on vacation. When I'm in these communities or I'm in these different places, I want to immerse myself in what everyday people are doing. So whenever I had the opportunity to go to these places, that's the one number one thing I'm doing. Lucky enough, cannabis also made that easy too, because you know, you, you can go you can go anywhere if you got some good bud. You know, hey man, listen, bro, pull up, pull up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Roll that shit, bro. Talk. Like you never that know shit. who you gonna talk to. Pass that shit. Real talk. <laughs> and that's the most beautiful thing about bud. It's just like, yo, hey, what's up, man? Bringing the- people together, <laughs> uniting, uniting. <laughs> and the conversations are, are always gonna be, you know, what I'm saying, always gonna be there because I feel like one of the things that uh, we have a problem with in New York and a few other states is the fact that you know, small talk is small talk, and I'm not a big fan of that. And you know, cannabis kind of just like throws that out the window. Like, I, man, you get right into. You gonna it. have an elevated conversation. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and that's one of the things that I've always appreciated about it is is, you know, it's not like alcohol. You know, alcohol allows people to be comfortable, but there's usually some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But Bud is like, hey man, what, what, what the fuck your head is at? <laughs> get a little introspective with the shit. Absolutely. You know, you get back in there, you get to unpack it a little bit more. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we, we, we jumped the gun a little bit, but let, let's let's rewind for one right, second, right? We're going we're gonna to take it back because the way we typically do the interview is, you know, we ask the question, where were you when you fell in love with this thing we call wellness? So take us back to the beginning. Paint that picture for us a little bit. To be honest with you, it was always a thing for me innately. I think I, I came out came out like this. I, as much as much as I would love to be like there was some type of influence or something, the main thing that opened my eyes up to wellness was being West Indian. You know what I'm saying? You grow up, you're drinking bush tea, you're drinking bitters, you're drinking tonics, you, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, after a while, it becomes part of your life and you just start to ask questions like, well, at least I did. I started asking questions, what's this root? What's this? You know what I'm saying? So I started finding ways to implement that throughout my life. And then also started having family members pass away. Like my my um, my father's mother passed away from full bone AIDS. You know what I'm saying? So that was something that also opened my, my mind to wellness as well. And then, um, you know, what really took it to the next level was my grandmother passing away from cancer, so my mom's mom. You know what I'm saying? So having these these untimely deaths and then also just like looking at our community, it was like, what am I gonna do? Not take care of myself? You know what I'm saying? And when we become a statistic and all, you know, look at Big Mama, you know what I'm saying? You have to get a cut off and a foot cut off and so food. So like I got that kind of shit in the back of my mind, you know? And I never forget the smell of chitlins. Like, oh man. So I'm thinking to myself, like, people don't even know what chitlins are, right? Yeah. Oh nah, you totally can't forget that smell. Yeah, you, <laughs> once you, you get, but once you know what they are, yeah. but I hear you. But then I had people like that in my environment, so I was like, yeah, like I said, man, just I had to. I felt like I had to, or else that, you know, I was gonna, you know, fall to the wayside. You know. Yeah, I mean, brother Tone says something profound. I feel like it was on the, the Living Black episode that we had, but he was like, "When I think about the family and the lineage that I have, like I was going to get diabetes well before I was going to get passed down some money, like generationally." You know what I mean? So, like, when when you think about the things that can be prevented, mm-hmm. that we as a people sometimes just kind of push to the side, like, "No, nah, this needs to be your focus." Real you know, so paint the picture a little bit as far as getting into the running scene you know what i mean and, and how that cultivated everything else from the artistic side like you, you spoke on a lot of different influences but you know draw that out a little bit for me so i started running when i was 11 and that came about because i moved upstate uh, when 9 11 happened i was shook you know what i'm saying like you know i think a lot of people were and I was just fortunate enough to have a have an escape plan. So my aunt had just moved up state and I bounced. The town that we that we were living in didn't have a football team. So fall came through and I was like, I'm not 
not going to play sports. I'm not going to, you know, just be chilling. So joined the cross country team and, you know, cross country opened my eyes to running and I, I fell in love with it. I already was used to running from playing soccer and whatnot as a kid, but I never took soccer serious. But I was already in tune to some type of endurance working out, you know what I'm saying? So once I got, you know, lock, locked in with running, it was over. So from 11 up until now, I just, I've been addicted. <laughs> yeah, no. And it shows the type of command that you have inside the run community. And it's with so many different types of people that I see and come across. Like I saw you running with my man, John from the Crow Mags. I was yeah, like, yo, yeah, fam, yeah. That, that's like old school, like punk rock cat. And then I yeah. see you in Flatbush, all the rest of that stuff, running with the West Indian cats. I see you on the, uh, you was just talking about in Portland, running with like whatever the team is all over the place, man. It really does show that, you know, the activity can gift you a community on its own that are from all over the world, man. Absolutely. Like when you started to realize that you could pull people together like that and they, they're showing up and they're like, nah, I want to run with Todd. Like I never lived in the same situations that you lived in. I never came from the same space, but we trust you to lead us and we want to run with you. Like how'd that make you feel when you first started to see that come together? To be honest with you, when I first started running with the BGD community, which is Bridge the Gap, which is Bridge Runners and Black Roses and you know what I'm saying, we were on Uptown and all these different crews from around the city. I started peeping something with the way people were, you know, with the way they were looking at me and, and the way they were approach me when it came to running. And I noticed that a lot of people thought I was gonna be an asshole because I was I'm in shape and all these different things. But then when I actually started like motivating them and I'm actually running with the person all the way in the back, it started to make me think about how do I actually take this you know, everyday energy that I'm giving to people and actually create something to where I can create a community. So then once I started figuring out, okay, cool, you know what, what is my brand identity and things like that? Then I was like, I'm going to base my brand off exactly that, making running inclusive. Because something that I was noticing was even though there were all these different run communities, there was something that each one of them may be, you know, lacking a little bit. And mm. I was like, you know what, let me pick up on that. And so that's what Rage and Release culture really kind of like developed was picking up on where a lot of these other communities couldn't really pick up on. And I was like, let me own that. And also was the fact that people from all over would hit me up on Instagram. Again, Instagram being one of those, you know, main connectors, people hit me up like, yo, I don't know who you are. I just love what the hell you're doing. And, you know, <laughs> saying like, thank you so much because, you know, you changed my life. I'm like, how? Like, I mean, in my mind, I'm just like, how, man? By existing, <laughs> you know? Inspiration, bro. Yeah. You know, that similarity. If they could see an example of themselves in you, right, right, right. you know, because it, for all the reasons why it's atypical to expect like people of color and, and people in that culture to be running, to be doing all the rest of the stuff and then to even do it and then have some style and some swag to it. Right. You're not just coming out. My, look at how my man is. My man is fresh over here he's not just coming out top bottom and just like one you know sterile kind of fit nah it's right. gonna have some flavor to it when he's out there running you're gonna see my man doing some pull-ups <laughs> on the you know the crosswalk sign because you gotta get a couple quick reps and let you know mm -hmm. what time it is and then he might burn something down you know that's a different type yeah. of style no mic, no mic. I don't think it's a mic. Yeah, I was about to say it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a certainty. <laughs> you know? One you thing's know? for sure, two things for certain. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be a can of athlete out there, man. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people could see and then find aspirational, you right, know? Right. And when you look at that, it's it's refreshing because it's atypical from the story of what people have been sold about success and Absolutely. have been sold about being an athlete. Absolutely. You know, and that really does have power in and of itself. Even a name. Rage and release is provocative. Talk to me a little bit about how you came up with that and like where where the energy come from that comes. Oh man, I was so throughout my twenties, I've been homeless a fair amount of times, and then you know uh, having some 
bad relationships with the family and just going through a variety of things in life. And niggas is mad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then For when real. I realized I'm not the only one mad, then I was like, hmm, got to figure something out with this. So then rage immediately came to my mind. And then on top of that, too, I was going to all these Travis Scott concerts and I was, you know, very much so into the, the again, the punk rock, you know, scene and things like that. That's why, you know, a lot of my style is is incorporated with that. So then I was like, rage is something that we all feel. You know, rage is something that a lot of us can't deny. Even when you're walking outside in the hood sometimes, you know, that's one of the main things in our communities that we can't control is the rage. You know what I'm saying? Some of us, we can't control the environments that we're in and things like that. So we go out and we lash out. So that rage is something that I was very identifiable to myself, but also it's identifiable to everybody else too. So then release is something, you know, a lot of us don't really have the opportunity to to get to. We don't we don't have that that space in our life to have that moment of clarity, you know what I'm saying? So that's one of the main reasons why the brain name kind of like came to my mind like that. That's even refreshing to hear, bro, because seriously, as a wellness professional, people never really tell you the full story. I know a bunch of broken people in my phone right now that sell you every piece of happiness but won't tell you when they upset. Oh, nah. They they won't tell you when it's like, nah, I'm I'm actually angry about something that really, you know, is moving the whole community. They won't won't even tell you the release part of that when you come back on the other side. It'd be toxic positivity, Ty. That's the biggest problem with the fitness community as well, too. And that's another reason why I I roped in so much of what I was doing on the fitness front and the running front into rage and then incorporating the wellness and the spirituality was because I noticed in the in the fitness world, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of fakers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And they out here acting like, oh, because you're in shape, you're happy. You nigga, you are not happy. <laughs> y'all are not happy. A lot of y'all, you know, what got I'm saying? the saddest abs I ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, I'm, I'm so fit, but I'm so sad. Oh, man, I'm alone on the inside. But it's also very toxic too. There's a lot of yeah. toxic behaviors in the in the fitness realm that Absolutely. you know what I'm saying that we don't talk about as well. You know, there's a lot of drug use, things like that. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of gets swept under the rug. So I wanted to actually create a community that we could actually trust in one another to be, you know, given the right messages. And also, again, be have room to be vulnerable. Have yeah. room to, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I fucked up today. I needed this run. Or I needed this, you know what I'm saying, this moment of just, you know, being still or whatever the case may be. Because it, I do all kinds of hippie shit during the runs. Like this t- past Tuesday, I have uh, everybody go hug trees. It's the end of summer. You know what I'm saying? So... You got to appreciate the trees or the leaves are about to be here. You know, seasonal depression is a real thing. So these all these little things that we incorporate is to actually really help people. You know what I mean? Wow. See, I got to talk about my rage and release experience. Because, you know, uh, when we ran into this brother, I was like, yo, I got to pull up. I, I, I got to get this run in. And when you pull up, you, you run in the tie and he's outside with the sage. And he's saging everything down. You know what I mean? And it's like... If you know what that's about, then you do. If you don't, it's like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. You know what I mean? But you you, you have to respect it. You know what I'm saying? You And, and it, it kind of pulls you in to your point, Tone, of seeing so many different kinds of people. You know, like a lot of times in that run community, you uh, it, like the yoga community, like, yo, it's for white folks. You see a white woman running, you see a white dude running, and, and that's it. You know what I mean? But to see a, a variety of people of, of different backgrounds and to actually get into the run you know, Tile here starting off with uh, with the Fela. You know what I mean? With with the speaker and the bag on. I'm like, ready to rock. If you can't run the Fela, you don't need to be running. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. If if that don't motivate you to get out there and run, you probably need to pack it up. Come on. But you know, the the run itself, 
was something that I would never do by myself, you know? So to be able to be in a group and, and to have that camaraderie of like, all right, I got this. I went from the front to the middle to the back, but God damn it, I was never alone. There was always somebody else there with me. And uh, we went from, you know, all over Brooklyn up and through Park Slope. We went to Prospect Park. We was in a dirt path at one point, like uh, quite literally the unbeaten path that we took. But it was a full circle moment because we ended up right back where we started. And at the end, like my man said, we rolled up. <laughs> Everybody got their smoke on. Uh, it was some. It was some folks I had never met. It was like, yo, you want to hit this? You damn right I do. You know what I mean? But that's the type of environment that it that it was, and that community was built. You know, and, and I can only appreciate that. You know. Thank you. So, with that being said, you had the rage. You had to release like anything that you love. You know, especially in the wellness industry, I feel like you come to a point where. You kind of fall out of love or that love is tested a little bit. Right? right. Can you talk to us, I guess, about, you know, something that you came across was like, you know, what? I don't even know if I want to do this no more. Like, with, do I want to make this pivot or like what what kept you on that path to continue to be like, you know, what? this is it. I need to do this. To be honest with you, one of my cousins right now, he's incarcerated. Right. Um, unfortunately, because of his mental illness. And um, that's another reason why Rage and Release was cultivated, too, is because, you know, Mental illness is, is real close to me. He told me before everything happened, he was like, yo, when you was a kid, you always knew what you wanted. He was like, if you ain't like it, you ain't like it. You said no, and that was that. So for me, literally my entire life, whatever I wanted and however I want to do it, I was going to do it. And this is still happening to this day. Like, I chose to model because I wanted to exude this artistic side of myself that I couldn't really let out on a paper or what the case may be. So then everything else started to fall in line after that as well too. I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do what the fuck I wanna do. Brothers and sisters, the father of Pan-Africanism, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, says to all black people all over the world, the secret of life is to have no fear. We all have to understand that. One, two, three, four. Dude, every time I try to go get a job, some, I'll get a, I'll get some crazy other job that's like, nah, here's $10,000, fuck that other job. Okay, say no more. And that just kept happening every time. So I said to myself, all right, there's something that keeps drawing me away to find what I need to do to find my purpose. So over the years, you know what I'm saying, I noticed that people kept gravitating towards me like, yo, son, I noticed that you're in shape, but I also noticed that, you know, you're drinking bitters, you know what I'm saying? Why are you doing that? Then I started peeping that people were started, you know, really getting on it. Then I started posting more of my smoothies and shit. And I started, you know, making some, you know, rather unique shit, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, smoking botanicals and stuff like that. Me and my mans, like when high school was already like messing, messing around with um, botanicals. So we're just like, after a while, we're just like, let me throw this on the net and let me see what happens. You know what I'm saying? So I noticed people were like, oh man, what's this and what's this? So once some questions started rolling in and the curiosity really became a thing, I said, yo, I could really reinforce you know what I'm saying, this this part of myself to, to help people. And it's not even really like I'm trying because this is just natural for me, you know what I'm saying? So after a while, the passion just kept growing and growing and growing to where it's like, okay, cool. Even when on the cannabis side, it's like, you can do more with this. Like people forget that you can cook with it. You can, you know what I'm saying? You can even bathe in it if you need to be, if you need to. So it's just like finding 
all these different little nooks and crannies of, of, of wellness that we really kind of forget about sometimes and just like really letting people in on that. Man, and I love the fact that you're cultivating in the culture of cannabis at this time in particular, because I see a lot of us being left out of that narrative as right, I right. know people are starting to turn this into a multi-billion dollar industry. Right, right, right. So I see that celebration. I got champion that. And again, we already know the relation to the Bodega fam and everything else that kind of comes in there. I remember the event at Vinny Styles, well, you know, well, in the back and just seeing seeing you bring all of your what now I'm now learning your life's just like uh, the things that interest you because there was artists there. There was people right. painting in the back. There was people with clothing on in the back doing all different types. So there's fashion, there's the art, there's the can of life. And it's just a whole kind of vibe, man. So seeing this all pull together is something that's amazing. But Dude, I was telling you, from the day that I first crossed your path, I kept running into this brother in so many different things. I seen the Bombers ad. I was like, yo, is this fucking Todd just like pop up on the screen? The socks. I thought it was coming past there. And then I'm looking at another thing. It's like, yo, is Ty in another ad that you just keep selling me stuff? I was like, I'm going to keep buying if this brother's staying over here. Fam, I went to goddamn MoMA. And I'm looking in and I'm like, wait a second, hold on. This brother's in here too? It's like, okay, the art world, you got to explain to me how, how that whole project came together or like how, how are you bringing all these different things that you're cultivating and making it realistically cultural moments happen throughout the world, man. Go into that moment situation for a little bit. Consistency. Yeah. That's literally the only thing I can say. I um, think manifesting too because there's definitely some seeds that play in the back of my mind and then I can you know, keep watering it, but then I keep you know, practicing, you know, due diligence, you know what I'm saying? Put myself in the right spaces and then also put myself around the right people like yourself. So like, for instance, Maylard, who is one of the owners of Dean CrossFit, which is okay. one of the gyms that we run out of. Yeah. He used to train Adam. I'm Adam Pendleton and welcome to Who is Queen? Who is Queen is an installation currently on display in MoMA's Marin Atrium. Find its representation through figures. I created it as a total work of art mixing paintings, drawings, sculptures, and a sound collage. You know what I'm saying? So like the degree of separation is, is there, you know what I'm saying? So me being around that I automatically, you know what I'm saying, just somehow, some way found itself to happen. But the model industry is something that, you know, I took very seriously because you don't know who you're going to meet and in, in, especially in those, in those worlds, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, whenever I had the opportunity to make an impression, I made a very, very solid impression. So to the point where word of mouth is is literally how I've been surviving throughout the industry and moving into all these other different realms is because, you know what I'm saying, if you know me for something, you know what I'm saying, you're going to know me for, you know, whether it's positivity, whether it's cannabis, and I, I made sure that, um you know, my word is my bond as well, too, when it comes to these situations. So I think, you know, me taking myself as serious as I, as I have and wanted to be in these spaces and just like planting the seeds, it's over time. It just kind of happened. I'm not even going to lie. Just, you know, really being faithful to to the mission. I love that, man. You've seen the maturation happen in real time, Brother Jones. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, I think for me, it made a lot of sense when I decided to, to make wellness a part of my life, right? Like, if I can put all of my eggs into this wellness basket, I can live long enough to do everything else I want to do. You know, I call it like the, the Kevin Hart path, right? Kevin Hart was a comedian, but like he had Nike shoes, fam. Like he had a whole running club. He was touching banking. He's touching all of these other things that aren't funny. Like <laughs> this ain't comedy, but like somehow, some way, like it, it came together, you know? And I, and I think that's the path that 
makes the most sense to me right. as someone that uh, I feel like I'm I'm good at everything that I do and I choose what I'm great at Absolutely. you know what I'm saying so like I, I like to to keep everything that I'm good at around me and, and I can see that in you you know what I mean talk to me specifically about you know the the shadow work that you've done behind right like we talked about it earlier in the sense of you know they the wellness professionals give you this exterior image but nobody talks about what's on the interior right, right. and i know you have, have many layers like between the the spirituality aspect of it like talk to me about you know how you get into that because i feel like especially in the black community that's something that's a little mm, you know like people don't like to touch that line a little bit it's like you either baptist church right or you worshiping the devil or something. You know what I mean? Like it's it's <laughs> a hard left. It ain't, it ain't really too much. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen a lot. I'm just saying. I, but true, but to true. come across somebody that that seems so grounded and in tune, you know, like talk to me about how you, how you get to that space or how you maintain that space. I think life gave me an opportunity to see a little bit of everything. So within me seeing everything, I kind of had the, the chance to, you know, mold myself into everything that I wanted to be for my, you know, not only for myself, but, you know, trying to be the best person I can be. So it also trickles into my, you know, my mom's life and my uncles and things like that, because, you know, I don't have any brothers or sisters. So I was very fortunate not to have any responsibilities like that to where, you know, I got to be impressionable to other people and things like that. So I only had to worry about myself. So, you know, growing up, my, my grandfather and my grandmother were very uh, into the Mason life. My grandfather was like a super 33rd, whatever the hell, the Green Mason or whatever. And my aunt, my grandmother was a mechanic. So I grew up going to the lodge. I grew up going to, you know, seven day advances and be going to this Baptist church and then be going to the Catholic church. So wherever God was, you know what I'm saying? I think that's what it was for me. Like my family, wherever God was, we went, you know what I'm saying? So over time, you know what I'm saying? I developed this you know, unique relationship with, with the universe for myself. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't exactly identify, you know, what God was for everybody else, but I knew what I felt in my heart. So over the years, you know, with seeing so much crazy shit, whether it was with my cousins, my uncles and stuff like that, I just knew what kind of man I want to be. So I was continuously working on myself from young, man, even from high school. Like I was fasting in high school and doing all kinds of crazy shit. It's like just trying to just be better. You know what I'm saying? Because I noticed that, you know, I was going to be broken and I still am kind of broken in, this, in a few ways. My pops died when I was three. So, like, I don't really have too many role models and stuff like that. And then, you know, moving later on into life, you're working in the model industry and then you got, you know, you got all these people coming at you differently. And I grew up kind of different because, like, I didn't really have, you know, girls coming at me 100 miles an hour when I was 10 or 11 years old and shit like that. It wasn't until one day I turned, like, 18, 19 and this jaw came out of nowhere and everybody was like, nigga, you pretty. And I was like, word, I am? I am? Facts. So then I had to develop, you know, my confidence, all these other different things as well, too. So that comes apart, that goes hand in hand with the shadow work and all these different things because, you know, you have all these, you know, voices in your head and stuff like that. So you constantly have to be checking yourself. And one of the things that I noticed was I never wanted to be put in a situation where somebody had to humble me. So I always wanted to figure out how to humble myself and put myself, you know, down there because it's too easy to get caught up. Even when you notice like people like who get become famous and things like that, like how their minds get the best of them and stuff like that. So I'm, I said to myself, I'm never going to allow myself to get so caught up in money or, you know, fame and things like that to where I, I, I can't catch myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I said recently, you know, I could have been in situations to where, you know what I'm saying? I could have got myself in jail, whatever the case may be, or I could have put myself in jail because it's, it can happen both ways. You can put yourself in your own jail. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I, I never want to be. I never want to be my own prisoner. 
You know what I'm saying? So allowing myself to be vulnerable, to be as open as possible and, and to also just allow people to help me when, you know, the universe is sending somebody because a lot of times, you know, we'll deny that shit and we'll miss our blessings as well with that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes blessings are if somebody could be like, hey man, I got your back. And, you know, I was open to that. You know what I'm saying? Where a lot of times I noticed that brothers sometimes we kind of be like, nah, nah, I got this. I got this, nigga. Me. <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need you. It's yeah, just yeah. like, nah, bro. Like sometimes we, we need the, we need those moments. And I think that's what really allowed me to keep blossoming as a, as a man. Yeah. Man, it's so much that I just want to champion you for in your growth and in your evolution, Todd, that a lot of people end up missing, man. You talked about people falling victim to their own legend, kind of. You know, you believe the hype, so to speak. You get yeah. lost in that. Uh, you talking about just moving through and navigating different generational oncomings that tend to happen to us in the community. I got to find out, as I see you here today, and I, I can see all the things that you know, again, we could easily celebrate you for. What would you say your next goal or your next definition of success could be? Like where where are you setting the mile marker for yourself in your development going forward? For me right now, I'm really aiming to open this wellness space. Okay. And that's the biggest thing for me. I wanted to be a nurse at one point in time in my life, but then I, didn't, I realized I didn't like blood. And uh -huh. I also didn't like the, the pressure of somebody's life being in my hands. So I was like, man, how can I help people without having that pressure? Okay. That's <laughs> so real. I figured For opening real. a wellness space where we could deter some of these, you know, health problems and really help people, you know what I'm saying, do the things that they want to do in a productive manner because, you know, Mental health is something that's that's taken for granted in our communities. You know, you got West Indian people, African people, oh, you know, you're wishing the devil on people. And it's like, bro, actually, no, something's wrong. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, and then it's also like, you know, thinking about injuries and, th and things like that that happen in our communities, where it's like the, the sports systems has been taking advantage of, you know, students, student athletes from high school up until the NBA or wherever, wherever they go, you know? Yeah. So how do we help help with that? But also how do we help the communities with, you know what I'm saying, figuring out, you know, proper food, things like that. You know what I'm saying? So just opening this space to really, you know what I'm saying, generate that holistic lifestyle that we that we provide on a weekly basis for our runners. I want to provide that now for the communities and then start to spread that. And then like right now, Rage is wearing that phase of, you know, funding and things like that. So I really want to send what we're doing here in Brooklyn all over the country. And then if we can, you know, certain parts of the West Indies and stuff like that, because there are people that are like, yo, we love what you're doing. How do I do that here? And, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to do that without nobody, you know, ruining the message at the same time, you know? Man, you'd be surprised. You just like you said, you'd make that quick ask and you start to see your tribe start to come through for you Real on talk. that side, man. Real talk. Love to hear it, bro. Man, we, we could really sit here and chop it up for days. I feel like we we just kind of touching the surface barely on, you know <laughs> what I mean, the the story of you. But uh, for for the person out there that wants to see that evolution, right? right. You know, what, what kind of advice could you give this person off the strength to put their best foot forward? Spend time with yourself to understand what your problems are. You know, even if you don't have any problems, spend time with yourself enough to understand what you really want out of your life in general. Sometimes I think even though we feel very comfortable with, you know, what we've accomplished or, you know, what we've accumulated, I think sometimes we get a little complacent. So always, you know, take time to check on yourself and take time to write down things as well, too, so that you you can come back to it and, and look at where you are and, you know, where you're going as well, too. But again, make sure you have proper people around you that's going to tell you where you're fucking up at. I hate having people around me that's like, yeah, hey, man, you're doing great. Nah, tell me. 
The don't, real shit. Tell me the real shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tell me I'm an asshole. Tell me, you know, all these other different things that, you know, is going to actually make me a better person. So, you know, do do as much as you can to to meditate and just ground yourself and do something that actually allows you to form the person that you see in the mirror daily. You know what I'm saying? Even if, even if it's like, you know, I, I'm going to eat fruit today because I, I've been trying to, you know, eat better. I'm going to eat one piece of fruit. Whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying? Just take those little baby steps, increments, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be large steps or whatever the case may be. Just take as much time with yourself as possible and don't allow anybody to rush you. I think one of the biggest things right now is we have all these different outside influences that are like, you need to be, you need to, you need to, you need, or you should be doing. And it's just like, or you, or you see it too. Instagram is another thing that kind of like, we root fucking people up, making people rush as well too. So just like, don't, just worry about you for a little bit. You know, I've been lucky enough to be selfish. I don't have any kids. I have two dogs. You know what I'm saying? I have. A, I don't have a girlfriend or anything like that. I don't have no plans on married, being married anytime soon. So be selfish with your time. Like we're, we're, our generation, we're fortunate enough to have that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where other generations where it was just like, you got, you should be married at 18. How many kids you got? <laughs> what? Get this job for the next 30 years. Yeah. Get yeah. a pension. We, we, we're fortunate. We can go on our phone right now and make some bread. You know what I'm saying? Like we... We're fortunate to have, to have those moments of, hey, I can, I can slow down and I can figure something out and, you know what I'm saying, I can go at my own pace. So I'm happy about, I'm happy about that. So what I will, that's the main thing I will say is take your time with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Love on yourself as much as possible. Find out what that even looks like. You know, especially if you're a brother, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of us don't know how to love and appreciate ourselves. And it takes us a long time to even get to that point. We, you know, we'll neglect ourselves and things like that. So especially if you're a brother out there, please, please figure out what your self-love looks like. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't have to be what everybody else says it should be. It can even be, you know, you'll go and get your favorite ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Go for a walk or whatever the case may be in. Whatever. You know, figure that out. This brother came through to pod today, Joe. You know it. Giving me all types of life gems right now, man. We got to roll that back again. So we, we practicing self-love going forward, bro. Damn right. We're going to make sure that, you know, you're running your own goddamn race. That's what I took outside of that. A stuff. race of one. Yeah, you can't be comparing yourself. Don't get lost in the sauce out there on the IG side of things, man. You got to make sure that you are doing things to replenish yourself. And last but not least, I mean, you got to do this shit to stop, too. Look at my brother over here. Bringing together the community. Fuck around. Big homie Ty, you doing all types of stuff, man. I know our good listeners out there, they're going to want to hear some more from you, bro. They're going to want to pull up to a Rage and Release run, bro. I hope so. They're going to want to see some of the events that you're curating outside here, bro. You got to let people know how they can find you out here, man. Please find me on Rage and Release, or you can find me at Daddy Shango on Instagram. Currently, we have our website up as well, RageandRelease.com. Uh, we have a YouTube as well, Rage and Release. So, yeah, um, all, all those platforms, Rage and Release, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to big myself up too much because my business partners on here right now, Kenesha and Tammy, but... Those are the backbones to the business and to everything that I got going on. Love to the full team, bro. Love to the team. And again, we are going to get together. This is the first time we actually brought this thing together. I'm happy that we made this happen, but you know it ain't the last time, bro. And I promise you, I got some good info for you for a lot of the different stuff that you're trying to get into, man. And being that we can't smoke and bring edibles next time. You know we're going to get that whole, we're going to get the next situation. (laughs) After release. We're going to have to release. We're going to have to release. (laughs) We make that work. Once again, it's been another fantastic episode. So off the strength, I'm a trainer called Tony. KR Jones. Peace and much love to y'all out there. Until next time, we we'll see you soon. Peace. 
What's good, everybody? I'm a trainer called Tony, and I am here from the infamous Off The Strength Podcast asking you today, listeners, viewers, wherever you may be, to please like, listen, and subscribe to our podcast. This is how we're going to continue to be able to deliver you the best goddamn wellness information out here. So if you want to keep hearing this and you want us to keep growing, you are a part of this show just as much as anything else. So please go to offthestrength.com. Make sure you check out our blog. Make sure you check us out on IG. And if you're hearing this voice and you didn't hit that subscribe button, know that Kyle is going to come looking for you. (laughs) You got that right.